Well, next Saturday, October the 8th is it. 21 year anniversary of when I first stepped into full-time preaching. That's not where you thought I was going with that, was it? Well, it will be that, but that's not where I was going with that, no. It is indeed, <laughs> it is indeed about our upcoming door knocking campaign. Because as the scripture says in Proverbs 11.30, he who wins souls is wise. And so tonight, being the last Sunday night, the last lesson before our big door knocking day, I'm gonna focus on that with one big final message. And, and the hope here is that it will inspire us and teach us how to seek and to find more success than we ever have before in terms of how we sometimes measure success. And I will tell you right now, I'm going to do it with a different kind of presentation. This is not my standard sermon type thing. Um, I have had a nightmare learning technical things this week and got them ready to go and got them over here and found out that we can't do both audio and video at the same time. So my PowerPoint slide in which this week I learned to embed videos in PowerPoint, which most of you probably already know, but anyway, I didn't. Uh, it's not that hard, but I got that done and I thought, wow, this really be cool. I got like three little short video clips, about five or six minutes. And I thought, I can show those and do the video and the audio and this will work good and, and this is what we need and it doesn't work. So, what we're going to do is go through the first few PowerPoint slides and explain some things. And then when we get to the part that has audio, because I think the audio is more important than the video, I'm just going to unplug that so that it will do the audio, because it won't do both at the same time. And you're going to have to listen, but I think, I think it's worth listening to. I think there's some fabulous things said. Um, and that's why there's no microphone here tonight, and I appreciate Adam using the songbook, because if you think audio and video won't work together, try getting the songs in there too, and everything would it just, anyway. So that's where we're at. Um, Sometimes we have missionary reports. We're going to have Eddie Clore here next week. Sometimes we have other men come in and do missionary reports and they will often have a slideshow and they'll talk about things going on. And this tonight is going to be sort of that type of presentation, not about a mission that has taken place, but preparing us for the mission to go out next Saturday that is about to take place. I think there's a lot of things that we can benefit from and I hope we'll take these things to heart tonight. The first thing that I want to do is to give you some background information on who we're talking about. The video clips that you were supposed to see, the audio that you will hear, is from Brother Rob Whitaker. Now, for those of you that are familiar with PTP and other places, Rob Whitaker travels all over the country doing evangelism seminars. He is connected to everything evangelism in our brotherhood. Uh, if there's something going on that's evangelism, chances are and that's an overstatement I know, but his name is synonymous with evangelism in our brotherhood right now. He's, he's the man who's connected to that. His family travels again weeks and weeks, you know, 40, 50 weeks out of the year doing these seminars and, and that's what he's all about. And so he has a lot of wisdom to offer. He has a lot of experience to help us to be more successful. He is part of the House to House School of Evangelism. Uh, for those that go to PTP, there's a graduation down there, he's tied to that. And he is part of what is called American Missions Campaign. And this is really something, this is cool. Um, I want to give you a little bit of information about American Missions Campaign and their experience and what they're all about 
and how Brother Whitaker is involved in that before we get to the clips where he tells you how to improve your evangelistic door knocking. And the reason I do that is to show you that the man knows of whence he speaks. So you can look this up online. This is from House to House, Heart to Heart, American Missions Campaign. The world start next, starts next door. Go means go. This is what their website says. Good things are happening in God's church. COVID has closed a lot of doors. It closed the doors to Latin America during the summers of 2020 and 2021. But when God closes one door, he opens another. Latin America missions did not want to go two summers without campaigns, so Latin American missions reached out to Rob Whitaker and the House to House School of Evangelism to work together in a summer campaign called American Missions Campaign. After the great successes of our first campaign with the Oak Hill Congregation in Rome, Georgia, we decided this needed to be a recurring event. Briefly stated, Latin American missions couldn't go to Latin America. So they said, hey, how about doing a full-scale missionary trip right here in the U.S.? How about doing in the U.S. what we do in foreign countries? How about that? They got a hold of Rob. They, he said yes. And once they were so successful with the first one, they decided that there needed to be a second one. The purpose of American Mission Campaigns is to reach out to those in the U.S. American Missions Campaign is not a typical campaign, and this is crucial to the message later, is not a typical campaign where we just go out into the field. AMC is designed to train campaigners for successful door knocking with effective house-to-house -house strategies. We emphasize proper, proper methods to knock doors, set up Bible studies, and as training on evangelism. The program provides skills and tools for the workers who will then put their training into practice. Now, I want you to notice in two campaigns, this is what they've done. Nearly 3,000 doors knocked, 2,475. 1,097 people talked to, 367 contact cards, 15 baptisms. Was it successful? It was successful because they went, because God said go. That's first off, by God's standard of measure. But it was successful by man's standard of measure at the same time because 15 souls were saved and two souls were restored. That's 17 priceless souls. This is in two years, two door knocking campaigns. Again, they know what they're talking about. Okay? This is why I'm going to play these, video, these audio clips because they, they have so much more intelligence than I do when it comes to this and, and I want you to hear from them. The American Mission Field. This is also, and you can look this up on your smartphones, just Google American Missions Campaign and Rob Whitaker and you'll get these. This is what they said, it is time for the church in America, the Church of Christ in America to wake up. Unless changes are made, many of our children and grandchildren will not have congregations to attend. You've heard me say it, who am I? I'm Doug Dingley, I preach at a little local congregation. These are people that do this all the time. This is their words. The Church of Christ in the United States needs a cultural shift to focus on local evangelism. It's good for brethren to plan for foreign mission trips and spend countless dollars to go overseas, but they say when plans are made for evangelizing local communities, workers are few and resources are scarce. Brethren, this must change. One thing I would add to that, if we don't change it to the point that we have more funds here, and it's not about the funds, but it's part of this, 
then we can't have them to send other places. And, and that's not what this is about, and forgive me if you think that's a financial comment that didn't need to be made, but I think it is important. The church in the, do, do we agree that the church in America needs to grow? Okay. So, fourth slide. Recently, Latin American missions in the house-to-house, heart-to-heart School of Evangelism joined together to conduct the first American mission campaign. Our goal was to duplicate in the U.S. what we do all over the world. We assembled a team of 150 Christians to work for six days in Rome, Georgia. 150 Christians to work for six days. Now, you say, wow, that's an awful lot. We can't do that. I understand that we can't go out as a little congregation and spend six days out in the streets. I understand that. But what it does say to me as well is if they were willing to put forth that kind of effort, all, we, we, we need to try as best we can to do all we can to at least put in a few hours. They um, put this in. They said, we assembled uh, that team again. We trained workers and went door to door with the gospel. When evangelizing, and this is key, and we all know this, when evangelizing in foreign countries, a simple invitation to a tent meeting can produce more contacts than a local congregation can bear. That's not how it works here. Therefore, we are attempting a different approach. What their approach is, is boots on the ground, trial and error, let's see what works, let's see what doesn't, let's try a bunch of different things, and let's share with others those things that do work. So I'm going to share again some of their experiences. And, and the, the, the video I want to get to, the audio I want to get to, is particularly the third one. I found the third one. I, I sat there and almost went, yeah, Real, yeah. And, and, and I just, um, I can't wait to get to that third one, but um, that's what I was talking about when I, when I said I hope the contents of, of this lesson will inspire us to get more successful at our door knocking than we ever have. Because listen, here's the thing that we sometimes miss, and it's the reason I've showed you all this stuff thus far. Learning how to effectively door knock is like learning how to effectively do anything else. You don't go out once and try something, first time you've ever fished. You don't go out once and fish and say, I didn't catch anything, so that's it. Uh, why bother to go? But if you go out and try the same thing two or three times and it doesn't work as a fisherman and you really want to fish, what do you do? You start learning new methods, and, and this is what we're going to start talking about. You start learning new, more successful ways. You start learning um, how to adapt and, and, and you learn. Door knocking is an ever-evolving, always ongoing educational process. This is what these guys are all about. That's what we need to understand. Learning how to effectively door knock is an ongoing, ever-evolving process. That's, that's key to our understanding. I think one of the reasons that we allow Satan to stall us out sometimes by saying things like, well, we've tried that and it didn't work is because if it didn't bring anybody, then instead of saying, you know what? We need to work on our approach. We need to work on our presentation. We need to find a different way to do this. We just simply say, oh, we tried it and don't work. They didn't respond to our approach. Is the answer when people don't respond to our approach 
to stop approaching or to change our approach? These folks believe it is to change our approach. Something that Brother Whitaker, I hope this works, something that Brother Whitaker went into in his first video. I wish you could see the video, but. Well, good morning. It's Friday. It's Reaching the Lost Success Strategies. My name's Rob Whitaker. In addition to my role as director of the School of Evangelism, I'm also one of the directors of American Mission Campaigns. Now, these campaigns were set up as an arm of the School of Evangelism to give a practicum to the principles that we're teaching in our training seminars. We'd, we're doing about two of these a year, and in these campaigns, we're learning a lot about how to take the gospel to your local communities. We're testing tools, we're testing strategy, different approaches, and this past uh, week, when we went to the Carnes Church of Christ, it was incredible. I mean, we were, we were learning things that week that we have to share with our audience. So over the course of the next few weeks, we're gonna roll out some of those things that we learned to help you be more effective as you reach out to the lost in your community. I wanna go ahead and begin at the starting point. This is the School of Evangelism model. Don't stop talking now, son. I will not fool with this long. If this does not work, then we will. Like I said, it's been a nightmare to set up. Okay, he's not gonna talk. That's too bad, I had that big build up and then it's not gonna go. Come on, you. Try it one more time, I apologize for the repetition. I'll see if I can get ahead. Well, good morning. It's Friday. It's Reaching the Lost Success Strategies. My name's Rob Whitaker. In addition to my role as director of the School of Evangelism, I'm also one of the directors of American Mission Campaigns. Now, these campaigns were set up as an arm of the School of Evangelism to give a practicum to the principles that we're teaching in our training seminars. We'd, we're doing about two of these a year. And in these campaigns, we're learning a lot about how to take the gospel to your local communities. We're testing tools, we're testing strategy, different approaches. And this past week, when we went to the Carnes Church of Christ, it was incredible. I mean, we were, we were learning things that week that we have to share with our audience. So over the course of the next few weeks, we're gonna roll out some of those things that we learned to help you be more effective as you reach out to the lost in your community. I wanna go ahead and begin at the starting point. This is the School of Evangelism model. Okay, he's not gonna go any further. He points to a model up on the wall and they've got six things that they want to do and it's, it's in a circle. And I don't know why that stopped, but the six things it begins with contacts and contacts are vital. Okay, that's, that's the, the starting point. And the reason, again, that I try to share these videos, and I don't know why that stopped, is because 
there, as you heard him say, we're learning, we're growing, we're testing, we're doing all of these different things to, to improving our approach. Um, and the, the thing that he says in this particular video is the, the critical thing is contacts. Contacts, 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 contacts. So what I want for us to understand when we go door knocking, the, the note that I want to make on, on what he said is this. We're going to do this like the last time we went door knocking. We're not in a foot race. We're not out to see who can knock the most doors. What we are out to do is to have conversations with people that last three, four, five minutes. He said in, in these videos, he said, if you can get somebody to talk for about three minutes, you've got a much better success rate. And hopefully the third one that I want to get to, hopefully that full one will play. Um, but what you do is you get a list of, of solid contacts. They might not sign up for Bible study right now, but they may say, well, you may want to check back with us, or we might be interested in this, or maybe we would have an in-home Bible study, and then doing follow-up on that contact list. Door knocking is the only way we get that list of contacts, cold, what he calls cold contacts. And so what I'm going to do before we go is I'm going to make a list of some of those last time who said, my husband is really sick, can you put us on your prayer list? And we're going to go back and knock that door and say, how's your husband doing? That sort of thing. There's, only, there's not but a handful of those, but there's a few. And go back and, and make those contacts. The reason that door knocking is so vital is it gives us those. Let me see if the second one will play, because if these six-minute videos don't play, you're going to have the shortest Sunday night sermon you've ever heard me present. Number two. Good morning. Welcome to the Reaching the Lost Success Strategies. This is our weekly report designed to give you a strategy to work on in your local church individually. Today, I want to deal with the cliche that I hear in almost every seminar. It doesn't work here. Now, preacher, we realize that, that you've had some success and there are some churches doing very well. But listen, you don't understand our area. It doesn't work in rural America. It doesn't work in inner cities. It doesn't work on the East Coast. It doesn't work in the Northeast. It doesn't work on the West Coast. It doesn't work on an island culture. It doesn't work in the city central. Uh, it doesn't work with, with our area because so many denominational people don't like the Church of Christ. It doesn't work in our area because, you know, people had a bad experience with our last preacher. Brethren, I have heard it all. Everywhere I go, the, the first reaction I get from my first lesson is, well, I'm so happy it worked there, but it won't work here. I believe in many cases this is a way to absolve us from responsibility because we feel guilty. We feel guilty in that we know the Great Commission works. We know churches are growing. We're not growing. So it's easier for me to say, what well, just doesn't work here, than to say, listen, I need to reexamine what I'm doing, perhaps I can do a better job. Perhaps there's some strategy or maybe there's some training that I need to improve my evangelistic uh, outreach. So when we go to an area and they say it doesn't work in inner cities, what I like to do is point them to inner cities. I like to take them to congregations sitting right within a local church, a, a city, and then start giving them results. L let, me talk about, let me talk about the Honolulu Church of Christ. We were just there not long ago. Now it doesn't get more it doesn't get more uh, city central than that. The Honolulu Church of Christ sits dead set center in Honolulu. Um, Teg Lima, or Lima um, is the preacher there. 
in just a few weeks, I think it's four or five weeks, they've had six baptisms. That's because their membership began to focus on evangelism. They began to do Bible studies. They're prospecting. They're working. It works in a big city. Someone says, well, it doesn't really work in rural America. Well, the New Hope Church, where Cole Wade preaches, it works in rural America. It doesn't get more rural than New Hope Church of Christ. This is near Middleton, Tennessee, not, not too far from Reed Hardman. They have done a marvelous job. They're, they're reaching out to their community. They live in the middle of the farm fields, and yet they are able to get out to people they know, to prospect them, to do Bible studies. Incredible. They've already achieved their 10% metric for this year in their growth factor. And so someone says, well, you know, it, it really doesn't work in, um, in, in, in the Northeast. Again, I'll show you congregations in Maryland, in New Hampshire, in other places where it is working, where there are they are baptizing people, where they're able to do Bible studies. So, so you're, you're thinking to yourself, well, preacher, what are you trying to get at? Brethren, here's what I'm trying to do. The Great Commission works. We need to lay aside all the excuses we've had in America for so long. You know, we're just too um, wealthy in this country. Our, you know, our, it doesn't work well with our culture. The model we teach is working all over the world. It's working on island cultures. It's working in Pacific cultures. It's, it's working in, in third world countries. It's working in the Midwest, the South, the, the Southeast and Northeast, the West, because the, the Bible teaches us that the principles of Jesus Christ reach to the hearts of people, no matter what language they speak, what skin color they have, no matter what social class they live in, brethren, we can reach people with the compassion of Christ. On some have compassion, making a difference. That's the foundation of prospecting. You get contacts, you prospect them using compassion, different tools we teach you. You get people into a Bible study because the law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul, Psalm 19.7. You get to that Bible study, that Bible study will produce fruit. It's hard to say no to God. It's, they can say no to you, get them in the book, do the organized Bible study, and you'll see results. It doesn't matter where you live. So let's not allow those old cliches, it doesn't work here, to get in the way of teaching people the gospel of Jesus Christ. Brethren, get out of the pew, use the tools we're teaching, go to your neighbor, your friends, your family members, your ball team members, your shopping partner, whoever it is, and let's seek and save the lost. It works. Jesus gave us a commission that works, and you can do it. Thank you for listening to this week's Reaching the Lost. Think the man's passionate about evangelism? I couldn't help but think as he said some of those things, one of the... Can you stop anytime? I'm talking here. Okay. You ever talk to your computer? Just saying. One of the things that, as he was talking, I thought of is, is I've heard it said in congregations that I've been at before, it doesn't work here. It doesn't work here. And his point is, is, is that's kind of an easy way to say, I, I, you know, we, we might as well quit because it just doesn't work here. And he talked about a farm community in which it worked and a city in which it worked. And, and so my, my thought here is, again, we're talking somebody who's got a lot more experience and expertise than I do in door knocking and all of that. When it's not working, then maybe it's our method and our approach. And if we're going to use the human definition of success, one that's based on the number of responses, let me ask you a question. 
Are the people in the town of Shoto that need Jesus? Does the gospel still offer them what they need? There's your answer. And again, just because our approach hasn't maybe been as effective as we'd like it to be in sheer numbers, doesn't mean that we stop. It just means our approach needs to change. This is a rubber meets the road education tonight. I hope this next one really works all the way, because to me, this was the key one. As he says right in the beginning, we are going to talk about the dreaded door knocking. And he talks about a way that they have used, and, and I wish the first one had played all the way through, because it talked about all the door knocking in foreign countries in America, and he talked about different places he'd been. Um, by the way, I'm going to send you, all of you probably, a link. If you get a link from me this week, it's going to be to this particular one of these. But these come out about every week, Reaching the Lost Success Stories, and so you can access them. I don't have time to play them all tonight. I'm, I'm really blessed that we're getting through the ones we are without any more glitches than we already are. But listen, based on all that experience and all of those door knocking campaigns and all of that, he said, here's a way that they have proven that you can take your success rate from maybe 2% or 3% to 20 or 30%. That's something we'd like to do? Would we really like to get 30, a third of all the people that we door knock into a Bible study? Wouldn't that be awesome? This next video, next audio, he's going to tell you how that's worked for them. Because the gospel still draws people. And I just hope this one works. And he, because he says it's, I can tell you, but he says it's so much better than I can. Listen carefully. I know he talks fast. Talks faster than I do when I get wound up. I'm going to send you this one on your phones so you can see it. Well, good morning. It's Reaching the Law Success Strategies. My name's Rob Whitaker. Last week, I began talking about some of the strategies we've been using at the American Mission Campaigns. And I mentioned contacts and the value of contacts. It's step one on the evangelism model. Now let's talk specifically about how you get those contacts. We're going to talk about the dreaded door knocking. Now, I've been part of door knocking campaigns all over the country. And you can find success in other countries, but we normally don't find success here. We do a lot of work. I mean, a lot of work. We gather brethren together. We formulate plans. We get out the maps. We have food, materials, and we go out. We find that the approach we're using does not work very well. Let me give you an example. Hi, my name's Rob. This is my wife, Nicole. We're members of the local Church of Christ. We'd like to invite you to our gospel meeting. And they don't come. Hi, my name's Rob. This is my wife, Nicole. Would you like to have a Bible study? And they shut the door. Hi, my my name's Rob. This is my wife, Nicole. You know, we'd like to tell you a little bit more about the Church of Christ. Do you have a few minutes that we could uh, discuss it with you? And they don't want to talk. I mean, that's pretty common when it comes to door knocking in our country. So we've learned that that approach does not work. And we're going to move the goalpost. We're going to re-examine door knocking. And we've done that. And we have raised the level of 2 to 3% to about 30, even higher percentage. So let me talk about how we're doing that. First, when you approach a door, when you're walking down the driveway, you need to be looking for things around that house, on those vehicles that you can talk about. For example, an American flag, some patriotic symbol. Uh, look for, uh, maybe they've done a lot of work in their front lawn. 
the flower beds. They're, 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 they care deeply about how their property look. Or maybe you see a bunch of kids' toys out in the, in the property. Just look for something that you can create conversation. You see, relate. evangelism is relationship-based. You're going to have to talk to the people before you eat. Before you talk about the church and the Bible, you need to create at least some interaction with them. So when I knock on the door, hey, my name's Rob, this is my wife, Nicole. I noticed you had an American flag there and you had a patriotic bumper sticker. Man, I like that. Well, our nation needs uh, good citizens in it. And, uh, and our nation's hurting right now. Yes, sir, it really is. I mean, man, you look around us, sir. Uh, sir, do you see the gas prices? I have, my friend, it, it's, it's, it's awful right now. I mean, you know, you got inflation, you got all these things going on. Uh, and, and, and so you just have this conversation with them and, and they're going to engage you in this conversation. They're going to talk about how difficult it is right now in our nation and how people are hurting. And, 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 and you can have a two, three minute conversation. Now listen to this carefully. If your conversation gets to about the three minute mark or higher, your odds of success go up dramatically. If you're down around the 32nd range, I'm telling you, it's going to be difficult to have success. So you've got to create conversation at the door. Whether you talk about their yard, their flower pots, or, 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 or some patriotic symbol on their house, I find that those things work very well. As you go through the discourse, what I like to do is kind of begin to transition it to the to the Bible. So I might uh, I might take that person and I might say, "Sir, I noticed that um, I noticed your flag, and we talk about you know the America, uh, the nation, the troubles we're having." And I'll say something humorous, like you know, since the politicians seem to make a mess of everything they touch, and they're ruining our country. As Christians, we're out trying to fix it. We believe the fix is getting people back to God. And, and they're gonna nod their head. Most people are gonna nod their head to that. You're, you're, again, looking at the majority, we're trying to get people back to the Bible. We want them to read their Bibles. In fact, we've got a free publication here, House to House, Heart to Heart. This publication is all about the Bible. We never ask for money. And uh, I tell you, if you like your Bible, you'll love this. It's one of the largest publications in this country. People read it literally all over the nation and they, and, and they enjoy it because it engages you. It has uh, activities in it. It's got little puzzles in it, question and answers. You can send off for free material. Have you heard of it? I understand. Well, I, I, we're going to leave this free copy with you. By the way, we're going to be sending this to you about every other month or every month. And uh, so can we go ahead and get, now you're, we've got your address. Can I go ahead and get your first and last name? We'll just put you on the list. You love the Bible, you're going to love this. Do you know I went to five doors and all five said yes, all five. I had a hundred percent success rate doing that. Now notice I assumed success. I didn't say, do you want it? And that, that assumes almost failure. I said, I just said, hey, can I get your first and last name? And I got my contact card there. And, and it's amazing how many people said, yeah, well, we'll take that magazine. Yeah, we'd enjoy reading it. And of course you're giving them a free copy at the door. That's just one of the tools we're using in our American mission campaign. It's called house to house, heart to heart. It's very effective. And so we create a local target list for the church. And these are individuals that we have talked to about the magazine. And guess what? We're coming back. We're going to come back after they receive a few issues and see if they're enjoying it and see if they're reading it. It's a prospecting tool that allows you to come back and take that contact that you've made and move it along to the next level. So, so this, this particular approach, we had a 30, 35% success rate at the door. Now I'm going to give you more each week. I'm going to roll one of these out. But I wanted to give you an example of what it looked like. All right, join us next week, Reaching a Lost Success. We already send out house to house to the neighborhood. We understand that. 
We already do that. That's why it's good to have one with you when we door knock and say, hey, we're the people that send these out eventually. But the thing that I absolutely loved here about a 30% plus rate, whole different approach. People are interested in things. If you pull in and see some, we were out walking in, in Shoto Hills here a while ago and there was a lady out there and we had Hannah with us. And of course, Hannah talks to everybody. And so, you know, we, we talked and this lady, right here, just up the street, has some beautiful flowers in her front yard. And Hannah's all about flowers. Hannah had a little purple flower with her. And you know what? As we begin to talk about flowers, that lady says, would you like to have one of my big flowers? Invited us up to the front of her house, let Hannah get into her big flower bed arrangement that she works on, went in the house and got her one of those little tubes that you put flowers in that have water in them. Why? Yes, because you got a three-year-old with you. I understand that. But this was something that she took great pride in. This was something that she was interested in. This was something she would have talked about to us for hours if we had let her. Question, if we had walked up and said, wow, that's really a nice flower bed, instead of, hi, uh, you know, hi, I, I'm Doug, and this is, we're from the Church of Christ, that is a really nice, and, and mean it, I mean, we're not out to be dishonest, that is a really pretty flower bed. Do you suppose maybe she'd have talked to us about that? What kind, of, and if you see one you don't, what is that? Or, yeah, I've had those before and I couldn't get them to grow. Or whatever the case may be. Evangelism is relationship-based. I absolutely love that line. Evangelism is relationship-based. You have got to establish something with the people rather than, hi, I'm Doug, this is my wife Karen. As he said, you know, I'm Rob and this is my wife Nicola. We're from the Church of Christ. We'd like to know if you'd like a Bible study. We're done talking. If you can get three minutes. That's why this is, this is not a rush. This is not like when we hang VBS flyers. This is not, can we hit 100 doors today? If you, listen, if you knock 50 doors and you're right in a foot race and you knock 50 doors, okay? And you get one person that says maybe. Or you talk to 15 people and 30% of them are willing to engage in a Bible study, which way are you better off? We all know the answer, don't we? So it's, and the thing is, is we're gonna do this again in April. I, I wanna try to set this up about once every six months because I, I am praying for success. I am praying for open doors. I am praying that we will change our approach and not the fact that we're, the, change it to the where we're not going and, and we lose interest, but change our approach so that it works as we learn like they're learning and we grow like they're growing and we discover what works. And, and I think this is an absolutely fabulous tool that he talked about. So we're going out with the idea of, of if we can get past the three minute mark at a door talking to somebody about something they're interested in, let's start with there. You've heard me preach. Acts chapter eight, verse 35. We know the story, the Ethiopian eunuch. We know the story, he's reading um, in the prophet Isaiah. Philip comes up to him and the eunuch says what he's reading and um, he doesn't understand it. He says, how can I, unless somebody explains it to me, Philip gets up there and, and verse 35 is key. Verse 35, you've heard me preach this says, and beginning with that scripture, Philip taught him Jesus. So let's tweak that just a little bit, what we're talking about, because instead of getting there and talking about scripture, they may not even be into scripture. They may not have any idea which end of the Bible Genesis is on. I mean, really, some people don't, okay? But let's take something, let's, ta let's do the same thing though. Let's take them from where they are, period, rather than just where they are in what chapter in the Bible, in Isaiah. Let's take them from where they are, something they're interested in. Maybe, maybe they've got this beautiful new pickup sitting there. That is a really pretty truck. Hey, let me tell you what, guys will talk about their trucks, okay? 
they just will. Ladies will talk about cars. Ladies, it, it, it's this approach, I am telling you, the reason that I'm, I'm doing this tonight, I was gonna play these videos Saturday morning when we get together to go out Saturday morning at 8.30, by the way, right here in the auditorium. I was going to talk about these and, and set them up, but you know why I didn't? I didn't because of that one right there. Because what I'm gonna ask you to do, if you're serious about door knocking and you're serious about going and you're serious about saving souls, what I want you to do this week is think about what we just talked about. When you drive by a house all the rest of this week, be thinking about, if I were to knock on that door, what would I pick out in their yard to start a conversation on? I want you to have a week to practice that. Do it with your kids. Do it with your family. Hey, there's a house. Here's, here's a little test. You're going down the road. You've got your kids in the vehicle. Um, if we were going to door knock that house, what, what, what do you pick out right there that you talk about? And, and see, that way we're not going into it cold-footed next Saturday morning, but it gives us time to think about it because the more we can create conversation, if we can get past that three-minute mark, 30, 35% is what they are experiencing. And even if we don't, it is a much better success rate. People will talk about what they are interested in. And if they come to the door and they're, they're you know, and you can see that they're emotionally stressed and, and they, they, they know that they, they've got issues and all that. Yeah, we can, we can get to the Bible real easy about that, but let's practice this week getting to the Bible from, from the bumper sticker on the car or the American flag or the kids' toys in the yard or, or you know, my, hey, I, I remember those toys. My grandchild had one of those. My grandchild's got one of those. Really loves something, something. There's a thousand different ways to do this. When you pull into a house, there's going to be something in, on that front porch. There's going to be something in that driveway. There's going to be something around that house, something that stands out and tells you something about the person that lives there and something you can try to start a conversation with. Is there something in your front yard? Think about your own front yard. Is there something in your driveway? If somebody were coming up to you with the same approach, one thing they could pick out to talk about that you're kind of interested in? They could talk to me about why my lawn isn't mowed maybe or something, I don't know. People can. And, and so that's why I did this tonight so that you would have time to, to think about that this week. So, you know, like a fighter jet landing on an aircraft carrier in stormy seas. We're, we're in stormy seas when we're out knocking doors. And approach is everything. Approach is everything. And, and that one video clip, approach is everything. Two to three percent to 20 to 30, just like that. If I can get in a three minute conversation. It, when you ask people questions about certain things around their house or whatever that, they, that you can tell that they like or they're patriotic or whatever, they will talk to you. Remember the old days? Okay, all of you that are under like 20, you're not gonna have a clue what I'm talking about. Remember the old days when you could walk up to somebody and they'd say something about their grandchild and you'd say, you have grandchildren and you take out the wallet, it would unfold all, I mean, we have our smartphones now, I, I realize, but you remember that? Oh, people talk about things they love. What is it you love if somebody came up to you and said to you? Something about something they knew that you just loved. You could talk about it all day. Let's do that with people. Let's establish that relationship. If you only knock 10 doors and you get three Bible studies, I'd say it's a pretty good day, wouldn't you? Let's give that a shot. They've learned it from doing so much of this. I want to change gears real quickly, though. We've talked about those who can be here next Saturday morning and can, do go, and can go door knocking, okay? But what if somebody just can't? Let's talk about that for a minute, and then we'll close. 
What if somebody has to work? I mean, they have to work. They have a job. We're supposed to feed our families. 2 Thessalonians 3.10. Man don't work, he shan't eat, shall not eat. What if you have to work or you have a commitment that you just cannot get out of? What if you no longer have the physical, physical ability to do some walking and door knocking? There are members of this congregation that can't walk a long ways. That's absolutely true. What if you're one of them? Well, what about them? Brethren, this is a full body mission. It takes every member. And maybe you can't be there and you can't walk or you have to work or something else. But there's still something you can do. This is a total body effort. The Bible says in Ephesians 4.16 that the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies according to the effective working by which every part does its share causes growth of the body. Listen, if you can't be here, you have something you're locked into and you just can't or you just can't walk, let me ask you this. Can you pray? Can you pray? Can't walk, can you pray? Let me ask you this. I did a sermon on on prayer and fasting, on fasting here, series, three sermon series a little while ago. Let me ask you this. If you would just love to be part of this, but you can't, and you want to see souls saved, and you want to see the church grow again, but you just can't walk, what do you think would happen if everybody here who couldn't walk but wants to be a part of this spent that time from 8.30 Saturday morning until we get done around 12.30, four hours, if they spent four hours in dedicated fasting and prayer to God for success. Four hours. Do you think that would help? Do you think that would amount to something if they can't be here? According to the scriptures I read, prayer and fasting amounts to a lot. So there's, there's things that all of us can do. Maybe if you can't walk, maybe, maybe providing water or a few sandwiches for the people or something, something. But relevant, responsive, effective, reflective, soul-saving evangelism is going to take every one of us doing what we can. And it's not just limited to this Sunday, Saturday, sorry. After establishing contact, we need to continue to reach out. I'll make the list. I'll do the work. For those who desire a Bible study, we're going to need people to study with them. And I praise God and I thank you for the eight people that have signed up out there. And I know the first time around, we didn't get too far. Okay, we're going fishing again. Once we get the folks integrated into the congregation who wanted Bible studies and are baptized into Christ, we'll need to do this all over again in April. Final video they had was a clip, it was a dramatization, but it was a, a woman, two kids fighting in the background. She's sitting there at the table, got bills she can't pay. It looks like prescription drugs, a bunch of them on the table. She's having a real hard time. All of a sudden a knock comes on the door. And it's members of the Church of Christ doing door knocking and it shows the preacher and his wife or some man and woman sitting and talking to this woman and they're studying and they're studying and it shows her being baptized into Christ. And the next door knocking campaign, it shows her out there door knocking, knocking on somebody else's door. I called Matt Wallen at House to House and I said, Matt, is that an actual, is that just a dramatization or is that the real thing? Did that lady actually do that? He said, no, Doug, he said, that's, that's a dramatization, but he said, I'll tell you right now, he said, we've seen this just overwhelmed with life, struggling, the door knock comes, changes a life, maybe next time they'll be out with us. My question tonight is, how many souls are we gonna give it our best shot and how many souls are, might I be able to call Matt Wallen at the end of this and say, hey, Shoto Hills knocked this many doors and we had this many baptisms, maybe next year what we do 
will encourage somebody else the way those other stories have encouraged us. But that's not the real point. The real point is, can we get out there and add souls to the church? Can we get somebody's name written in heaven and the soul saved? That's what matters. I'm going to paraphrase and adapt Luke 10:20 to our current consideration and conclusion. When I talked about inspiring others, nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that some brethren might be inspired by you, but rather rejoice because another one's name has been written in heaven. Paraphrase for our purposes of Luke 10 and verse 20. Over the next five days, please pray. I am begging you to pray. Pray, 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 pray that we will find the right words, that we will find hearts that are open, and that we will all do everything we can to reach the lost. Not just pray, but think. Think, think, think hard on going by these houses and seeing things in the yard and what you can pick out to start a conversation with. Good teachers ask questions. Wow, that's quite a flower bed. That's quite a whatever. How did, how does something? Please think about that diligently and plan, plan, plan. Do everything you possibly can to be part of this effort, even if it's staying home and praying hard for the rest of us, whatever it is, as we get ready next Saturday morning to go out and try to seek and to save the lost in the Shoto area at 8.30 a.m. But tonight, maybe you're here and you need the prayers of the church because you're not that confident in going door knocking or any one of a million other things that you need the prayers of the church for, we'd be glad to pray for you. Maybe you're somebody here this night who understands, I don't need them to come knock on my door. I know what I need to do. I know the scripture says I need to be baptized into Christ and I haven't done that yet. You need to do that for the forgiveness of your sins because we're not promised tomorrow the very message that we need to take to the lost world. If there's something that we can assist you with tonight, We'd ask that you come right now as we stand and as we sing.